welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. And welcome, my friends. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I can't wait to get into this conversation with you. Let me ask you a question. Um, You know, I ask a lot of questions on this podcast. That's the, the point of it. But do you believe in discipleship? I mean, really believe in discipleship. Now, I know you're going to say, well, of course I do. Well, and I would say, of course you do. But do you have an actual plan of how you would mentor or disciple someone spiritually? Uh, We all know that as leaders, that is one of our jobs, is we're to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And a lot of us lead teams of small group leaders. And I'm going to tell you, um, this is an episode where if you're a kid's pastor or a family pastor, make sure your youth leader listens to this one because this is a resource that they need to help their leaders if they're struggling with discipleship and mentoring students uh, and leaders this is something they need to get into their hands so maybe you can't answer yes yet but hang on because i know my guest is going to share this resource with you and you're going to want to grab it and use it stephanie zebarth is a good friend of mine her and her husband aaron uh, our leaders at Camp Joyel and of Joyel Generation, which is a fantastic ministry uh, in Pennsylvania. We've been friends and partners for years. Um, I've had the honor of speaking at camps there, hosted my own church camp there. Um, it's a wonderful, God-blessed facility. We're so excited to partner with them. But she also uh, has written a resource, and and it comes out of uh, uh, really a lifetime of of leading uh, a discipleship ministry, a mentoring ministry at Joyal Generation. And they've mentored, and I said this to Stephanie off air, it all makes sense now. I've watched for years the camp staff um, get together in one-on-one conversations, and I've l- overheard, I've snooped, okay, I admit it, um, <laughs> on some of those conversations. And I've always been so impressed at listening to young people lead each other and mentor each other. It was, it's really impressive. And so I can't wait uh, to get into this conversation. So Stephanie, welcome to the Kid Mystery Collective podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk with you. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Tell us a little bit about your family. I didn't put this in the script here, but I'm, so again, here comes your first curveball. but tell us a little bit about your family. Tell us a little bit about Joyelle as well, because it really is a cool ministry. We love Joyelle. And in fact, Aaron, my husband and I have, are, we're coming up on 20 years at Joyelle, just, uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. It will mark exactly 20 years there. Aaron is the CEO and I am the Barnabas Mentor Coordinator. So Joyelle has three major facets. One is the camps and retreat side, and you've done most of your ministry with us <laughs> through that. We also have a 412 leadership training program. It's a discipleship program for teens, grades 8 through 12. And that's a lot of what you've observed in your snooping and your eavesdropping. Um, <laughs> our junior staff, the junior staff that serve at the camp are all from that program. So they're getting discipled year-round before they're working with directly and indirectly serving the campers. And then our third facet is what we call Bible adventure 
CIA. And this is where we are able to minister to, we've got over 3000 students in like nine counties. We're in Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia, and students are legally released from public school in order to get religious instruction. And we work with, um, we have thousands of volunteers through the ministry, but I think it's like 1200 adults who work with that specific program and they are teaching, they are driving buses, they are coordinating, but most of them are serving as mentors really to the primarily elementary and middle school age students in that program. And I think we, we had like 540 children begin relationships with Jesus in the last ministry year. Um, wow. So it is just a huge privilege. And of course, those who already know the Lord, we, we continue to disciple them. And it's just really exciting to be involved. We have three kids, but they're not kids anymore. <laughs> Our youngest just turned 18 last Saturday, if you can believe Ooh. that. And then, no. yeah, and then my my son is old enough to be getting married next month to his lovely bride, whom he met at camp. And then our daughter, Abigail, um, she was married last December, also met her husband at camp. And here's some special news for you, Tom. We are going to be grandparents. Oh, and awesome. So, yes. First grandchild coming in April of next year. So that is our family. We live in South Central Pennsylvania. Yeah, a beautiful area of South Central Pennsylvania out in the, well, the mountains. Um, some people might call them hills. No, they're mountains and I yeah. miss them. Um, there's something about yeah, sitting out there gorgeous. and looking over farm country and just seeing the the beauty of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic place. I love to go uh, speak out there. I love to go sit out there. Um, I, I, I like sitting out on the porch and sitting in the rocking chairs around the, the facility um, and enjoying that. So, well, it's it's been a, like I say, a privilege of, of watching the mentoring that goes on there. And I know it means a lot to you. And and we okay. always start the KMC off with a with a why question. So your your why question is really kind of simple and stuff is but why why did you get so interested in in spiritual mentorship um what what was it about it that just drew you into this well that's actually really easy to answer and that's um i was mentored myself in college now i had informal mentors uh, in my church growing up but when i started school at the university of minnesota um, i got involved with an organization called the navigators and mm -hmm. one of their core values is, you know, that one-on-one -on -one discipleship relationship. So starting as a freshman in college, I met with a woman named Debbie Mashoff, and uh, she discipled me for the next four years. And I went to the University of Minnesota because it was one of the top journalism schools in the country. And I was, I was really hardcore on track to go into journalism. But after experiencing the power of that relationship, I mean, it was God working through Debbie but the impact Debbie had on my life, God through Debbie is just incalculable. I mean, she affected me as, of course, a Christ follower, mm -hmm. um, as a leader, as a friend, as a neighbor, um, helping me to grow in my areas of insecurity, helping me to develop really healthy spiritual habits, leadership skills, um, sharing my faith, memorizing scripture, developing my prayer life. I mean, the impact was so strong that it really actually changed the trajectory of my life. I still think we need godly journalists out there, but I mean, I went into full-time ministry with my husband and that's what I've been doing. And um, some of that has involved the formal mentoring aspect, but some, you know, I continue to mentor informally in my life too. So mm -hmm. it's, it was just 
just the impact of my own life that convinced me that it was something I wanted to keep doing. That is awesome. And you wrote a book um, and I got the chance when I was out there this summer, we did a little book exchange, which was fun. Um, And Mm -hmm. I, I love this resource. Um, It's called invest yourself, a guidebook for spiritual mentoring. Um, Tell us a little bit about this and, you know, kind of give us an idea of what it's about. Obviously the title kind of gives it away, but tell us a little bit more Mm -hmm. of, of what invest yourself is all about. Yeah, I'm glad the title gives it away because when I wrote it, I mean, I really wanted to make a discipleship or, as I say, spiritual mentoring um, as easy to understand and start to implement in your life as possible. Um, I guess just a quick little aside, I use the term mentoring rather than discipleship most of the time because I think a broader audience understands the term mentoring and discipleship. You know, there's two different ways we interpret that within the church. And um, also, I think mentoring gives a little more flexibility so people can adapt it to what suits them and their mentee. But, but anyway, um, as you kind of mentioned, I've coordinated a mentoring program at Joyelle for, I think it's like 17 years now. And we have our mentoring pairs are primarily from a four-state area, but we've had long-distance ones, Tennessee, New York, Florida, um, South Carolina. And so I needed to make the training, which I normally gave in person, um, accessible to them. So I created a written workbook in order to get these people started as mentors within our own programs. And just through the years, the word got out about it, and we kept getting more and more requests for it, and more and more encouragement to publish it for a broader audience. And so that's, you know, just seeking the Lord's direction on timing and how to do that, that ultimately came about where I just adapted it for a broader audience and uh, published it with a publisher I love. Um, and she was excited about the project. And so here it is, helping people get started. Kind that of the is, nuts and bolts. That is fantastic. Yeah, it really is a guidebook. And that's what I love about it. It's so practical. If 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 leaders are out there listening today and they're wondering, you know, how do I mentor someone? Uh, because we're all supposed to be about reproducing ourselves and, and our, you know, the greatest growth we have in, in following Christ is when we pour into someone else. And, and I, but I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I think a lot of it is because nobody there, there's not a lot of people that can say I've had somebody spiritually mentor me, um, Mm -hmm. today. And I think that's, again, sorry to be critical of the church, but I think that's, we've not done well that way. And I, that's why I'm hoping this will encourage leaders to really dig into this. And you've seen firsthand how it impacts leaders. And so tell us a little bit about how you've seen that spiritual mentoring impact young people. Um, you know, because I think people need to hear some stories of how this is impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to answer that. Um, First, I'll talk on kind of like a broader level. Um, I think anyone who's listening to this is probably familiar with the alarming statistics about young people leaving the church after they graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. Um, We've all been concerned about that. And um, so our focus through our program is always on the Lord, his word, um, being attentive to his leading. Um, But we also really try to keep up on research as well that will help us as we're trying to be effective with young people. And so we have found through the years that there are four things that show up repeatedly in statistics about helping young people have, you know, longevity in their faith. And those are developing spiritual practices, 
healthy spiritual practices, experiencing Christ-centered community, and developing a biblical worldview. Now, those three we could go off on for an entire podcast in and of themselves. However, we're focusing on mentoring today, and that is the fourth, and that is actually number one. So I did not list them in order of importance. Um, Of all the young people who continue to walk with Jesus after they leave high school, the number one thing that they have in common is that they had a godly mentor when they were in high school. So we've seen this on a, you know, a well-researched, you know, statistical way that this is helpful to young people. But I also just have the awesome opportunity to coordinate this mentoring program. And I, I hear from mentors and students literally almost every day about how God is working in their relationships in some very significant ways. And of course, sometimes it's subtle ways, but those subtle things really add up and that's significant. The other thing that's really neat is it is not unusual at all for me to be just going about my daily life and to run into a pharmacist (laughs) or a hairstylist or someone working in Kohl's who used to be in our program who comes up to me. I may or may not recognize them, but they come up to me and they just start sharing excitedly about how much the program meant to them and how they're still in touch with their mentors or how much God used their mentors. So I just, I see it regularly, just saw a post on Facebook a few days ago for a young lady who was in our program. And nine years ago, she asked her mentor to to go through this program with her. And now she's getting married and she was just (laughs) um, sharing the goodness of what God did through their relationships on social media um, because it was so impactful for her. So I see it all the time. I love it. Oh man. And it it is, it's, it's fantastic. And I get to engage with some of these students that have come through the program too. And again, like I said, it really is impressive um, how they true generally, they do generally care about each other and they want to challenge each other and push each other for growth. And, and I love it. I think that's fantastic. So, all right. People are hearing this and they're going, okay, well, what do I do to get started in this? What, what's it take and what do I need to know um, and think through as I, as I get started to think about a mentoring process? So there's several ways we could look at that. Um, if you're, if you're talking more along the lines of like, how do they find a mentee and how they get started? Um, that would be, well, always number one prayer, ask the Lord to lead. And I would suggest actually praying that the Lord would, you know, have someone come to you or make it very clear whom you should approach. But I also suggest then looking in your natural areas of influence. So if you're already serving within a ministry, I mean, there's probably a natural opportunity right in front of you. Otherwise, just look at the other arenas of influence you have within your life and um, just kind of see, all right, who might be someone that would benefit Mm -hmm. from this and someone that I get along with. And then I suggest you just kind of say, hey, do you want to get together sometime? And you meet them, you know, coffee shop, ice cream parlor, whatever it may be, and just spend some meaningful conversation time together. And if it seems like it goes really well, suggest, hey, would you like to do this again sometime? I really enjoyed and benefited from Mm -hmm. this. And then get together again sometime. And if it continues to seem to be meaningful, then you could suggest like, hey, you know, I've really enjoyed this. I've really benefited from this. And then this can actually work for finding a mentor too. Then you would either ask, like, would you be willing to mentor me on an ongoing basis? Or would you be interested in turning this into a, a consistent mentoring relationship? 
And I suggest that you uh, start with like a trial period. That way it gives you both an out if it doesn't yeah. seem to be fitting, um, whether that's chemistry wise or with your life's um, demands and so forth. So, you know, you could say the next six months or whatever it may be, and then you can reevaluate at that time. Now I've got to throw in the disclaimer, if we're talking about kids or we're talking about teenagers, you know, all of this needs to be done age appropriately with parents right. involved and so yes. forth. Yep. This can also be, we can also offer to mentor other adults. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it can really go across the generations. And yes, um, if you're going to do this for student leaders that are serving in your children's ministry, uh, yes, you definitely want to coordinate uh, with families and, and make sure that, that everything is done in an honorable way. Um, mm -hmm. because that's what we need to do, especially in today's environment. So, mm -hmm. um, so tell, tell us a little bit about, because some people say, well, all right, well, what, what exactly do I do? Um, is there, is there something there? And again, this is where the guidebook is so powerful because it really does help. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what happens in that mentoring meetup. Okay. So uh, a mentoring relationship will ideally, you know, be some doing life together. So it won't be just in the formal meeting up, but the guidebook is, it really provides um, direct instruction for how to use that kind of more formal time. And um, there are three things that I always like to focus on during those times. And I got that right from the lady who discipled me. And that is God's word, prayer, and life. And by life, we mean life application, because we always want to be relevant. We always want to be moving forward and growing and also just, you know, sharing life, doing life together. So mm -hmm. what kind of a, I like to create a picture for what maybe a, a, a generic one-on-one -on -one might look like. And I encourage the mentor to try to always be a little bit early if they can, and just to really warmly welcome the mentee. And then you just spend some time reconnecting, chatting, catching up on some things, and then after, you know, reconnecting a little bit, you want to move toward prayer and dedicating the time to the Lord and asking him to lead and guide and bless. And then you get into your more structured time, which that's where the word of God is going to be central most of the time and definitely part of it. And, um, you know, that, again, I use the term mentoring because I think there's a lot of flexibility. Uh, mm -hmm. What that substance might be is really going to depend on where the mentee's at, where the mentor's strong, how the Lord's directing, paying attention to what the Holy Spirit's already doing in the mentee's yeah. life. Um, but you do want to have God's word as your central text. And part of that is just really modeling for the mentee that God's word is what we always turn to. That's our reference for life. That's helping to shape that biblical worldview. And another little tip I have about that is, and I learned this the hard way, it's very easy to spend the entire time just talking about life and things that might be important, but then you don't want to end up in the place where you're like, oh, shoot, we only have five minutes left for God's word. Let's jump in there quickly. <laughs> I yeah. have found, as we know in scripture, Hebrews 4.12, that God's word is living and active. It's like a hammer that shatters a rock. You know, it's just powerful. So if you open God's word together, those things that are important to discuss, those things in life you want to connect on, those are going to come up naturally anyway and in the context of God's holy word. So there's never going to be a shortage of conversation. So just yeah. make sure not to neglect God's word. And then toward the end, you want to make sure you have some sort of application for both of you, really. 
Uh, what are we going to do, you know, before we meet next time, that's going to make a difference. And then you're going to close in prayer, ideally praying together, but you know, it depends on where that person's at as far as if they're ready to be praying out loud and so yeah. forth. That's kind of a, it's kind of like a generic overview of how a, yeah. a more structured one-on-one might look. Yeah. Well, it just helps if, you know, I think for people to that's listening to, to break through that intimidation thing of, Oh, well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I could do this yet. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute, but mm-hmm. uh, how is, how is being a mentor impacted you personally too? Cause I think this is something that I think will help us break through that anxiety is when people hear mm-hmm. that this, this impacts us as mentors as much as, as anything. So uh, how's it impacted oh, yeah. you? Um, well, just what you said right there, that, that we're all being impacted. I mean, it has helped me grow so much, including and possibly primarily in my dependence on the Lord, because these relationships are not about us as the mentor. Yeah. Um, one, one verse that I often turn to um, in a mentor relationship or really for anything, First Corinthians uh, 2, 3 through 5, it talks about, you know, our, um, our message and our preaching, we're not in persuasive words of wisdom, but with the spirit and with power so that their faith may not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. So it's not about me impressing them or, you know, making them dependent on me and my wisdom, but it's on me pointing them to the Lord. So just having that experience of God working through me is significant and making me more, you know, more like Jesus. Um, But the other thing that is really great is that uh, mentoring ministry is very satisfying because it is impactful and it is relational and we are yeah. made as a body. Now there are some dangers to that, which I mentioned in the guidebook, but, um, you know, oftentimes people wrestle with like, has my life made a difference? You know, have right. I, have I done, done what I'm supposed to do? If I died today, would I have left a legacy? Um, and this is all praise to the Lord and his, and his grace in my life. But I really feel like, Um, I have my answer to that because, you know, despite all my weaknesses and I have many, God has used me in many lives, um, in eternal ways. And so were I to die today, like there is a legacy left behind in my children and in um, my direct mentees and also in the mentoring program, like equipping, you know, hundreds of, of adults to serve as mentors and that, again, that I'm not taking credit for that. That's the Lord and his intervention yeah. in my life, but, but it's worth doing. It is always worth doing. Yes. Yes. He has definitely used you um, and called you with a unique calling. And, and I, I, that's why I'm hoping people will catch the vision for this because as ministry leaders, we all want to do something that counts for something. And, mm-hmm. and I think we sometimes get lost in so many programs that we forget that we as leaders need to be, like I said, pouring into somebody else, not so much that, you know, because in, in children's ministry and you in church ministry, you're always trying to replace yourself, you know, and put, but it's not just about that. It's bigger than that. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I want people to catch the vision for. That was one thing as I was looking through this guide, this guidebook was, was that it really does help you focus your, your, your heart to say, yeah, I can have something that, that 
ripples into eternity <laughs> um mm-hmm. and and impacts future generations um that i'm never gonna see um and so i i hope people catch the vision for this and that's part of why i say i think you need to go get this book um and you need to start implementing it in your life but then encouraging other leaders in your church um to do this um using it in your your children's ministry for your small group leaders to help them focus their small group time and make it more impactful for their student ministry to make their student ministry more impactful. I think this is this is a, a very powerful tool. And so, you know, I know there's some leaders out there that are still struggling. You know, we've talked about why, we've talked about what it's benefited you and all those things, but there's still mm-hmm. some people out there that struggle and say, well, I don't know if I could be a good mentor or I'm not sure if I could really start this as a, and I, I don't want to say program, this really has to be a ministry and it needs to be organic as much as it needs to structure. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us about, give us some ideas of, of what would you say to somebody that's struggling with the, I don't know if we should do this yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I would be glad to answer that. I do want to jump back just quickly. So something really important doesn't get overlooked. And that is even in the mentoring relationships, we always need to be casting the vision that this continues beyond us yes. because it is oh, yeah. so satisfying that sometimes we can think like this is all we need, but <laughs> the whole purpose is then for it to continue reaching yeah. beyond us to unbelievers and believers alike. You know, the impact yes. is to carry on. So I just wanted to make sure that's clear in the I'm book. I'm glad you said that. Yep. Sure we yep. say it too. <laughs> but as far as someone who might just feel intimidated, the thing that Debbie always told me that I have shared with so many others along the way is you just need to be a few steps ahead of the person you're mentoring. You just need to be a few steps ahead. And, you know, the Lord calls us to do this. It's the Great Commission. It's Titus 2. It's all through scripture. If we just submit ourselves to him and obeying him, like he wants, he wants to work through us. This is the plan Mm -hmm. that Jesus modeled. Like this is what he wants us to do. So we obey him. We submit to him. He can use us. Just be a few steps ahead of your mentee. Mm. And then um, the other thing is, it's just important to be humble and honest and transparent. I mean, I don't think you should just share a laundry list of all your failings at your first meeting. But if they ask you a question that you can't answer, you know, it's actually very effective in mentoring to say, I actually don't know the answer to that Mm. question. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. Let's work on that. And, you know, let's do a little research. Let's talk to some other people and get our heads back together again. That's part of mentoring too, to say, you know, we look, we research, we study, we ask others when we don't know the answer. So just being honest and transparent and growing together. Yeah. I hope that helps. It does. It does. And, and I think that encourages somebody. And so now they're going, okay, I want to do this. So we're, where do I start? And I know you said start with prayer <laughs> and, and all that, mm-hmm. but, but in, you know, what are some next steps that, that somebody after hearing this podcast could say, if they're saying, you know what, I do need to get into this more. I need to do something like this, or maybe I need to, to take this in, like I say, into the church and, and formalize it a little bit more and get some people that, that uh, can, can walk through this, get, you know, be mentored and train themselves. And then, go out and find another mentee um, to pour into. So what would you say to somebody to say, this is how you get started? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I feel so embarrassed to even say this, but really getting the book will help. <laughs> oh, don't it, be. It lays don't out, be. Yeah, 
it lays out so many specifics. I, you know, part of it is my journalistic training and part of it is my personality. I just wanted to make this as clear as possible. Like you could go down this route, you can use these resources, you know, just listing yes. very specific. So for example, one of the things I list in there um, are key topics to get started with when you're mentoring someone. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of addresses the question you just posed. So like we start with the gospel, you know, making sure someone understands the gospel, has a relationship with Jesus. We go into identity in Christ. I mean, issues of identity, they are Oof, just crucial. Big, and what you believe big. about who you are in Christ will influence other decisions you make. We develop those healthy spiritual practices, like developing your prayer life, talking with God, getting into God's word. We talk about how do we memorize God's word? I know that's not a common one or a popular one, but it is transformative. Mm -hmm. And again, we could do another podcast on that, couldn't we? Yes, we could. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how do I share my faith? How do I find Christ-centered community? How do I use my spiritual gifts? Those are some of the things that we get into that are foundational to get started. And again, the guidebook lists several resources you can use in order to hit those topics. Yeah, well, that is so good. Okay, so Stephanie, as, as we think about this whole idea of mentoring, tell us a little bit about how somebody would go about structuring this for ministry. Because, you know, some people may struggle with how to put this together. So can you give us a picture of, of what that might look like? Yeah, probably the easiest way of doing that would be um, how we do it in our own ministry, which you've mentioned observing for many years now. So when we're running summer camp, for example, we have a summer leadership team of college age or older. They're running the various aspects of the summer camp program. And each of the people on the summer leadership team have a mentor from our year-round staff. So the year-round staff is spiritually investing in our summer leadership team throughout the entire summer. They get together at least weekly. The summer leadership team then, they are mentoring the people under them in their program. So for example, the adventure camp coordinator would be mentoring his staff you know, accordingly. The, mm -hmm. the male head counselor would be mentoring the male senior counselors. The male junior staff coordinator would be mentoring the male junior staff, you know, same thing for the females. Yeah. The support staff coordinator would be mentoring the support staff. So they are all passing on what they are receiving. And that in turn, then the people at that level are directly investing in campers below them. So we're doing that spiritual multiplication thing through yeah. the levels of our summer staff, which makes our summer ministry so much more effective. So we actually have a, a friend who's a youth director at a, at a pretty large church, and he invests in a couple of his key leaders. Because the reality is, if you have, you know, 20 volunteers, you probably yep. can't do this for 20 volunteers. Right. You could pick a few. You know, Jesus, yep. Jesus had his 12. He also had his three. So That's you right. some of your key leaders, and then they are investing in other people on that team. And then they are investing in the small group that they're over in your youth yes. group or your children's ministry or whatever it may be. So it's a little bit like a pyramid shape, you know, we're mm -hmm. just kind of making sure to reach all the levels. Um, but it's also really second Timothy two, two, which that's illustrated in the book about how the things you Timothy have heard me, Paul say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men, yep. also translated people who will yes. also be qualified to teach others. So Paul to Timothy, reliable men who are also qualified to teach others. So you just kind right. of figure out how that fits into your ministry model. Yep. 
Yeah. And you, you scale it from it. And, and anybody who's listened to the podcast knows that that's, that's my team building model is, is, is three and then 12 and then 70 and on. And so, yeah, but you start mm-hmm. with your three or two, or it's your one, whatever is your scale, um, depending mm-hmm. on where you're at and then continue to push it. And yeah, that is, that is powerful. And that's, so that's a pretty simple, I mean, I think most leaders should be able to get that and, and, mm-hmm. and scale it. But I think having that mentality going into this uh, will be very powerful for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're not just equipping them in the ministry skills. You are helping them to have a vital relationship with Jesus Christ, which I mean, think of how important that's, that is to the effectiveness of your ministry. So you're uh, equipping them yes. for ministry, but also the foundation of that is helping them to have, you know, a vital relationship with Jesus Christ that impacts those around them. Yeah. So it's and, a, it's a, a yes. very effective ministry. Yes. And it really should be our number one thing. Um, we want to love people and do, we want to serve people, uh, and and minister to them it really is they are they should be more important than what they do for us um Mm -hmm. who they are in christ should be more important than what they do for us every time so Mm -hmm. i definitely see that as as a strong suit uh for this a a powerful point for this so so yeah we've we've got to make sure that we have that kind of structure uh set up in our in our systems for sure so oh I'm, Mm -hmm. i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up that's a really good point and I have to say, don't be ashamed of of plugging this resource because you're plugging the resource. <laughs> I know it feels like you're it's 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 plugging yourself, but I had somebody tell me, you know, when I started with my book, and they're like, no, you're sharing this resource. It's not you. It's the reason. And and so yes, it, it, those of you that are watching the YouTube channel, you're seeing I'm holding up the book now. Um, those that are listening, I'm holding up the book now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and so. I, I, this it seriously, folks. As I walked through this, this really is step by step um, how you can walk through this, and and I mean, even how to. She's even put in here about writing a lesson plan. Um, she shows you step by step. Here's some things that you can do. Um, she gives you book examples. So if you want to learn more um, and grow more on mentoring, there's resources in the back that you can go and get but it's it's so good you know the whole the whole thing i mean i'm telling you this is this is top tier stuff um, you need to get a hold of this so people are going to go all right tom how do i get this book how do i get this in my hands so tell us stephanie and we'll put this link in the show notes as well um how do we mm-hmm. how do we order this well you could actually walk into a brick and mortar bookstore and ask them to order it that is still an option there. But it is also available virtually any online bookseller, almost everyone, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Thrift Books. Those are some of the big ones people use. Um, There's also also bookshop.org or .com, probably .com, where that links you with independent booksellers so you can support a small business if you want by ordering it online through that link. And maybe I can double check that one for you or you can double check it before you post it. Um, so those, I mean, you could okay. also order it directly from me. if You have some connection to me. I, there is a, um, an email address that you could reach out to invest yourself book at gmail.com. And, you know, I could send it to you. All right. So maybe if they want multiple copies or something, they could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also right. have a small group guide 
if anyone oh. is interested in that. Very cool. Email and ask for it. Mm-hmm. All right, give and me that to, email. Give the, that. Yeah, go ahead. Give me that email address one more time in case if somebody missed it. Yeah. Investyourselfbook at gmail.com. I'll make mm-hmm. sure it's in the show notes, y'all. So you can you can definitely get it there. And uh, we'll make sure you put, I'll put a link in there for the book as well um, so that you mm-hmm. can do that. And uh, boy, I tell you, Stephanie, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy day and schedule to to share this with us. So we really appreciate it very, very much. Um, and again, I do hope that leaders will really think about this. Again, this is an episode you're going to want to share with your family ministry team, uh, your senior pastor. Um, if you've got a discipleship ministry that's struggling right now in its effectiveness, let me tell you, this would be a good reboot. Um, this would be a good study to walk through and talk about together as a team and then figure out next steps of how you can create a mentorship program in your church. Um, and I hate saying program because, but it's a ministry. It, it's it's mm-hmm. it's doing what Jesus told us to do, folks, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um Want to rebuild the church? You want to get people back to church? Start mentoring them. Um, that's an awesome way to do it. Um, just saying. So, all right. Well, Stephanie, again, thanks for for taking time to to join me on on the episode. I really appreciate you uh, doing that. I thank you for the ministry that you all are doing out there. Um, I, I I look forward to partnering um, some more um, in, yeah. in what y'all are doing. So, thanks again. Thank you, Tom. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. I want to say thanks for listening, my friends. Again, thanks for your feedback. Thanks for for uh, commenting. I love when I get messages from people how this uh, these podcasts are helping you. Uh, thanks for pushing us over the 100,000 mark, y'all. That just still blows me away. We're at 102,000 downloads now, um, which just blows me away. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for everybody who listens and shares and and lets people know that we exist um, and that the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group exists. If you're not part of our community, come join um, that. And we would love to serve you. There's lots of resources available for you over there. So that's it for this episode. And join me again for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe. And leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.